back for the second edition, a weekly edition of the Employment Hour here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You want to call in, talk to us, talk to Lior, get your questions answered. This is the time to do it. 416 870 6400, star 640 on cell, and 1 225 talk. That number is absolutely toll free. Email reaching as well, help at employmenthour.com. Lots of stuff to cover tonight. Uh, Lior, let's get into it with the, uh, the week that was. How are you? Hey, John, uh, I'm doing great and uh, ready to r- rock and roll and uh, help it. people and talk. And if uh, the week that I've had so far is any indication as to what's going to happen on the show today, we're going to hopefully have a busy show. Spoken with a lot of people this week. I've been emailing with a lot of people about their workplace rights, their workplace problems, and you know, giving some advice and some thoughts. And a lot of what I do is, is just give some, some thoughts, some ideas as to how to resolve a problem. Uh, you know, I don't just help people that have lost their jobs. That's a lot of what I do, but I just don't do that. Uh, oftentimes, people have a, an issue. Something has happened. The boss said something, and they don't know what that means or how they should respond to the boss. Well, that's what I do as well. I've seen, I've seen it all over the years. I've done it all. So if you, know, if you don't know what's happening at work, if you should be worried about something, if your boss gave you something to sign or asked you to do something and you don't know if it's, it's legitimate, give us a call right now. You'll be helping yourself. You'll be helping others that are listening. And, of course, if you are in, in the unfortunate situation where you're staring at a severance package, you've got to give me a call. And we'll also give you my contact information uh, to speak to me privately uh, at any time during the week. And let's get started with a couple of situations that I saw over the past uh, few days. First one, John, uh, goes back to, to the bumper sticker that we're going to create one uh, day, which is you don't mess with mama. Mess with mama. You don't, you don't do it. You just don't do it. Well, uh, this employee did mess or, or at least try to mess with mama. So this particular employee uh, had worked in a sales position, a commission sales position, position. And when she was, uh, she went off on a maternity leave, her employer did the right thing, of course, and, and that is the accounts that she was handling were distributed to other employees so that there would mm-hmm. be other people handling those accounts. All fine, all legitimate. Well, except when she came back from maternity leave recently, a year later, uh, the employer said, well, we're not going to give you back those accounts. We're going to leave them with these individuals, and you're going to have to generate new business. Now, for her, this is a disaster because she's on a commission. So now that she doesn't have any business, she starts at zero, she's going to be yeah. earning almost nothing, and it could take her over a year or longer to generate the business that she would otherwise have. So this employer is saying, well, no, we're giving you the same job. You're still in the sales position, but are they really? The answer, of course, they're not. They're not giving her the same job because they're, they're essentially taking away her compensation. Uh, so this employer is obviously not only in violation of the human rights code because they're not taking her back at the, on the same basis and the same terms of employment, and it's only because she was pregnant and took a maternity leave, but there's also this is also a constructive dismissal. If your employer takes away your clients and now you're making less commissions, they can't do that. Uh, that that's illegal. So this employer is going to have to pay her a significant amount to compensate for what they've done, uh, and of course, she's very frustrated with this employer. She doesn't want to go back to work there. She doesn't have to. So, of course, the lesson here is very clear and very simple. If your employer uh, takes away your clients, if your employer changes the terms of your employment, if your employer doesn't give you the same ba- job back after maternity leave, all of those things are wrong. All of those things are illegal. And, John, people have to just give me a call if that happens. 
That number, by the way, to get a hold of Lior and the firm and uh, members of his firm as well, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Call in tonight, right till about ten to eight. That's when we uh, take the show till. That's four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell one triple eight two two five. Talk that number is toll free. What else you got going on? Well, a couple of months ago, I negotiated a severance package for an individual. We we got a very good result and a, a quick one. Uh, so one of the terms of the severance and, and the separation agreement was that the company is going to give him a letter of reference and mm-hmm. also the company confirmed in writing in the, in the severance agreement that any verbal reference that the company gives are going to say the same thing that the reference letter says. They're going to be okay. consistent with the reference letter. So they can't say anything that's not in the reference letter. Well, fast forward recently, uh, this particular gentleman found out that his former employer was actually bad-mouthing him on references, oh. found out that they're, they're saying things that they're not supposed to say. Well, here's the thing. Because we negotiated proper verbal references as part of the severance package, we had recourse. We were able to say, well, wait a second, employer. You're in breach of this agreement, and if you do this again, we can take legal action against you. We can, we can sue you. So oh. this, as soon as we did that, this employer immediately backed off and, and, and is not doing it again. But I wanted to bring this up because it's so important uh, when when you're exiting a company to negotiate both a reference letter as well as how uh, verbal references are going to be dealt with. Because if you don't, the company may say bad things about you, and then you won't have recourse. And, of course, you won't be able to get a job if, the, if your former employer is saying bad things about you. So that's just another one of those reasons why it's so important to know what you're signing on a severance package, to, to dot your I's and cross your right. T's. And don't just accept the package. It's more than just the money that they're paying you. In this case, John, can you imagine if he, this guy couldn't find another job? All the servants in the world wouldn't have helped him. So very, very important to, to, to make sure that you get it right when you lose your job. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, one 225 talk is the number toll-free to call in tonight and ask your questions. You have, uh, you're have you puzzled about something when it comes to your workplace or you just want to know, give us a call and it will be answered uh, right to about 10 to 8 tonight. You know, you talk a lot about losing your job. <clears throat> it's always very surprising. Most people don't expect it to do well at work. They get good feedback. They're chummy with the boss, whatever. And then some decisions made higher up and all of a sudden, boom, you're out the door. Um, what should people know? Not only what the row, but getting their ducks in a row before this ever happens. There's a there's a big list, right? There there really is, uh, and, and you know it is always a shocking thing when you lose your job. And most people, it does come to them as a shock. They don't expect it. They they probably no. think and they believe that they've done well. They probably have done well, and all of a sudden they're get, getting called into a meeting, and and that's it. You're done. Pack up your stuff. You you, you have to be out of the premises in ten minutes. And you know, the first thing I tell the, these individuals that, unfortunately, our legal system allows that. Our legal system does allow employees to be let go, uh, you know, without without uh, proper notice or even without proper reason, as long as they're paid severance. So most individuals are, are shell shocked, and they're not even thinking in terms of severance. They're thinking about, uh, you know, why they were let go. So the first thing I'll say, and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, continue this idea after uh, after some calls, is. Be mindful and understand the fact that your employer can let you go as long as severance is paid, John. We'll uh, get to our first call tonight. Got uh, Eddie on the line. Hey, Eddie, good evening. How's it going? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? Uh, I'm finishing my day at work. Um, right. I was just calling to ask. I'm wondering if uh, you're an employer and you really don't like uh, an employee for personal reasons, you guys 
don't see eye to eye. Right. Are you allowed to fire them just off the basis of you not liking them? If you're the the boss and the owner of the company. Mm-hmm. Great question, Eddie, and, and it, it kind of goes to what I was just saying. The answer is absolutely yes. An employer can let someone go pretty much for any reason, and you know they can say, you know what, I just don't like you. I, I, I don't get along with you, so I'm going to let you go. But, then this is the key, Eddie, the employer is going to have to pay the employee full severance. So can they let them go? Absolutely. You can let someone go because today is Wednesday and you feel like it, but you have to pay full severance. So the employer can't say, because I don't like you, I can let you go without severance. Absolutely not. But as long as they pay proper severance based on the employee's age, position, and length of employment, yeah, they can do that. Absolutely, Eddie. Perfect. Very interesting. Thank you. Thanks, Eddie. Appreciate your call. Anything else? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Lior. Mary, good evening. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Sure. What's going on? Um, I'm just wondering if there's any benefit to having a retirement package reviewed. So, by retirement package, do you mean a situation where you've decided to retire and the company is offering you some compensation? Yes. So here's the thing: if you're legitimately it's, it's retiring, Mary. What I mean by that, if you've made a decision, I'm leaving, that's my my decision, then the company's not required in that situation to pay you anything. What I mean by that is they can say, okay, you know, we, we, we love you, we wish you all the best, and, and goodbye. If they want to pay you something, well, you know, they're, they're doing that voluntarily, so it's it really it's up to them. So there's not much to review there. But here's where it, it becomes more important. If it's a situation where the company says, hey, if you retire, we'll give you this money, then at that point it's different because you may say, well, wait a second, if they're going to pay me pennies on the dollar in comparison to a termination, it doesn't make sense. If my severance would have been 24 months and they're offering me three months to retire, well, why would I do that? Uh, Usually when a company offers someone a retirement, they're already thinking of letting that person go. They're just trying to do it on the cheap. So I always tell people that unless you really are eager to leave, if the company is offering you a retirement package, uh, again, unless it's really good, say no and and wait it out and and let them decide to let you go and have to pay you your full severance. So it comes down to whether or not you decided you left, that you want to leave, or if it's the company coming to you trying to convince you to leave. Which one is it, Mary? It's actually uh, me deciding to leave, but I'm entitled to... um a reduced pension because I've been there long enough. Okay. So there is a package that comes with my benefit. Well, certainly, if they're asking you to accept something, to sign something, that you should always have it reviewed. You want to okay. obviously make sure that the pension is dealt with appropriately. Uh, and uh, But anything beyond the pension entitlements that you have, it's really going to be up to, uh, to them to decide if they want to pay you something. But yes, anytime you have to accept something, you always, as a rule, have to have it reviewed because once you've accepted it, there's no going back. There's no realizing, oh, wait a second, it should have also included something else. So, yes, the general rule, absolutely have it reviewed, Mary. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate that. Uh, for you as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 1-888-225-TALK. Severance pay calculator, first time I'm mentioning it for tonight, and I know we'll probably go through it a couple times, even if it's just in your own head. Uh, some details how it works. 
Well, John, uh, Severance Pay Calculator, uh, I created it uh, going on close to five years. Gosh, uh, time yeah. flies. Uh, and, and it's a tool that allows anyone to find out exactly how much they're owed if they lost your job, uh, if they're worried about losing the job, or allows employers to figure out how much severance they actually have to pay employees. So, spoiler alert, uh, it's not a week's pay per year of service or two weeks' pay per year of service or anything like that. It's based on your age, position, and length of employment. So, check it out. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. And answer three questions, your age, position, length of employment, and find out exactly how much you're owed. It's such an important tool to have, and I bet you anything, it's going to be a lot more than what you believe that it is, and it is accurate. And definitely, if you lost your job, your friend uh, across the hall, your, your family member, the first thing you have to tell them to do before they do anything, just go to severancepaycalculator.com. You know, it's funny you mention that, too, because I know you get lots of phone calls every day. People say, I've been, I've used a calculator. It's really cool. But this number is so much larger than, A, what I expected, or, B, what is on the paper in front of me. It, it is always a, you know, you talk about sticker shock. This is sticker shock yeah. in a different way when, when it's like, wait a second, it's a lot better than what I thought. Can that actually be the case? Or, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up in case there's a bug in the system. Well, no, there isn't a bug in the system, and it's almost always going to be a lot more than what's in that severance letter in front of you because that's the whole point. The whole point is when you're offered severance, the employer usually wants to let you go with less compensation. That's why you go to severancepaycalculator.com. We'll take our first break, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, one 225 talk That number is toll-free. If you haven't caught it yet, Employment Hour in 30 happens on Global TV Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock as well. Right back to the Employment Hour after short break, Global News Radio. We'll get to uh, Alan. Alan, thanks for hanging through the break. How are you? Not too bad. How are you? Good. Uh, what's uh, what's going on with you? Yeah, so I've been uh, I'm in a sales capacity. I've been with my company two and a half years exactly, just February 10th. And... Uh, I had quite a bit of sick time in the previous calendar year, 2017. Not my fault, just happened to be that way. And now my company paid me, although I'm entitled to five sick days per year. There was quite a bit of overage. They came to me at the end of last year and said they wanted to reconcile and then told me they were deducting X amount of dollars gross off each pay for the next 10 pay periods until the end of August. And so I didn't know what to do, so I agreed to it, and they have been deducting uh, quite a bit of money off my gross, which affects my net every uh, semi-monthly. I get paid semi-monthly. Are they allowed to do that? So, Alan, uh, first question, uh, are you part of a union? No. Okay. So the, the answer is no, they're absolutely not allowed to do that for, for two reasons. Number one, uh, if they've paid you, unless there was an agreement at the time that says, we'll pay you as long as you pay us back, no. unless there was an no. agreement like no, that. No, it's not a financial then, transaction. No, not at all. Exactly. So, so the fact that they decided to be, let's say, more generous yes. than they uh, they had to be, doesn't mean that they can change their mind. They can't do that. That's issue number one. Okay. Issue number two is even if you actually owed them the money, they're not allowed to deduct. Uh, certainly not without your consent. The problem I have is that you've agreed to it. So. You know, technically speaking, if they're doing something illegal, but you you're saying go ahead and do it, well, I didn't that's know what my problem. rights were. Right, and I thought if I didn't agree, they would terminate me. Well, so here's what uh, I mean you, you can do. Uh, it, the money that's been taken to this point because you've agreed probably can't do much about it, but uh, to the extent that there's still money they're deducting, I would tell them in writing mm -hmm. that, that uh, you, you don't agree to you, it. I'll let you deal with it. Or, or, or do that. But bottom line is you should do that right away because 
right now they, they have that permission and we want to take away that permission right so and yes i can absolutely help you with back that on probation you can't put me back on probation after two and a half years is that correct <laughs> of course not okay. nonsense no and by the way if they were to fire you because of this that actually would be illegal it's what we call a reprisal so so you're protected here alan is as, as protected as you can be and you shouldn't let them take money that they're not they're not allowed otherwise to take well, they felt they were generous, and then they should uh, take it, reconcile it back, which I, I didn't really understand. But I thought if I fought them, they would terminate me. Um, but I heard many years ago that there's only three instances an employer can withhold money, and, and one is through undeniable th- proof of theft and fraud, uh, negligence, which has called your client not to pay in a court order garnishing. Yeah, no, they, they cannot deduct this money. Uh, and, and they don't even have a right to it. So, so if you want my help, by all means, give me okay, a call. I'll... Otherwise, tell them in writing to stop and that you don't agree to, for them to take off that money. Alan, that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com is the email as well. Get a hold of Lior. Sound like it's uh, just about time to do that. Anne, how are you? Good evening. Hi, good evening. So my question is, uh, I've been teaching a class um, in a center, and um, they say that I'm an independent contractor. But what I was reading online is that uh, if I work in a place that I use all their equipment, I'm considered their employee. So I'm not sure clear about Great what question. it is. Excellent question. So, so let me ask you a couple of things, Anne. Uh, first of all, how long have you been teaching this class? Uh, about nine years. Oh wow! Okay, and like, what's the time frame over the years? Is it a month a year, ten, twelve months a year? How does that work? Um, it's 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 it goes in sessions, ten week sessions. So it's about four, like um, one every quarter. So um, it it goes about three months every, uh, you know, where they have breaks for uh, a week off in between. Right, that sort of thing, and I offer right. holidays and things like that. But but you work, but then you work most of the year. Is that fair? I work most of the year. Yeah. It's so, okay. Yeah. So 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 the reality Anne, it's is only yes, a of course. Of in the week. Got it. Yes, you're going to be considered an employee, whether part-time or full-time doesn't really matter because you are considered or would be considered in the eyes of the law to be an employee. Now that fact, the fact that you're an employee comes with certain rights, including the right to vacation pay, uh, the right to statutory holiday pay, and, and a number of other rights. The problem is that to get those things, you would have to take formal legal action against them. You'd have to go to the Ministry of Labor or, or take action through the courts, and you may decide that it doesn't. you don't want to do that because you're still working there and how that's going to impact the relationship. So you have yeah. the, to decide, practically speaking, whether or not you want to pursue it. But here's something else you, you need to know is if at some point they decide to, to let you go, if at some point they decide that they don't want you to teach the class anymore, they will likely say, well, since you're a contractor, you don't get any severance. So off you go, goodbye. But because that's wrong, because you're not a contractor, because you are an employee, they would owe you severance. And even right now, after nine years, you'd probably be owed nine, 10, 12 months of pay. So you can decide to deal with this right now while you're still working there and, and decide how that's going to impact your relationship with this uh, with this place or deal with it yeah. if and when they let you go. So that's up to you, but you are an employee, Anne. Yeah, at, at this point, I think that it would create problems. Right. But because they were only, they were paying for those hours that we were working, but they kept saying we we're contractors 
and even had us invoice them. But when I looked online at the particular laws, I, it seemed mm -hmm. like I'm an employee. You are you are an employee. So, you know, the usually what most people do in this situation is they they deal with it if and when they're let go and to, to make mm -hmm. sure that they get severance. So you can do that or, yeah. or, or deal with it now. It's up to you. But you are an employee. You're absolutely right, Anne. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Thank you very much, Leo. Thank you. Appreciate that, Ann. Uh, moving forward, you need Lior's number to get a hold of him at the firm or one of his staff, one 821 5900 Still have time to call in here tonight. That's 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. Workplace harassment, always in the news, every day, practically all day. It seems like it, right? What's considered harassment? Wow, John, I mean, you, you can't uh, turn on the news, open a newspaper, turn on the TV, without uh, dealing or, or reading about uh, harassment, whether it's uh, sexual harassment or non-sexual harassment, uh, it, it's very common. And, and oftentimes it, it, it rears its, its head in the workplace and between employer and employee or employee to another employee. So these issues come up all the time, and it's always been something that I've dealt with. But, man, let me tell you, over the past couple of years, uh, it's become one of the top two or three things that I see uh, in, in my workplace. Uh, and, and I can say that uh, a lot of people are, are going to be affected by it, and, and these are serious matters. If you're being subject to harassment, if nothing is done uh, about it, then this could impact your health. You're going to have stress. You're going to sometimes have depression. You may have to go off on a medical leave. I've seen that many times. So we want to talk about what this means. Now, workplace harassment is is a broad term. Is any conduct that you're being subject to that's unwelcome, that would be viewed objectively as being unwelcome, something that you shouldn't be uh, subjected to. Now, that, that could be regular mistreatment where someone uh, is just treating you badly or calling you names or putting you down. And, of course, it could be sexual in nature where so there's, there's sexual tones to it and overtones where someone is maybe propositioning you, touching you in a certain way, uh, you know, commenting in a salacious way about your looks. So harassment is a very broad term. And the message, of course, is it's completely unacceptable in today's workplace. Phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. We'll get to uh, John here. Hey, John, good evening. Hi, good evening. Good. What's going on with you? Uh, we just actually, we're a company that has outside sales consultants, and we're kind of uh, we're, uh, running a little bit tight on funds, and we like to let some of them go. Now, they are set up as consultants. So uh, in the case where they have uh, clients or accounts that they've been managing, we just just in interest of what you were saying before we just like to know what's our best approach to uh, letting this consultant uh, free of their contract so the first thing that one has to decide john is whether or not they're really outside consultants or if in the eyes of the law they're employees those are separate things so right. do these folks just work for you uh we give them the flexibility to work for kind of anybody that they want but we do have some processes in place where they have to report in you know, once every uh, or every Thursday, but uh, you know, we're sort of struggling to find out whether or not they are contractors or employees. But we've run it through some lawyers in the past, and it seems to be that our our contract and kind of what we ask them to do is uh, is fine. Uh, okay. It's just more of now we're at the point where you know we need to wind down a little bit on our outside sales force, uh, the consultants, and uh, but we have some accounts that they that they run, so right. we just needed to know what we need to do with that. So assuming for the purposes of this discussion that they are, uh, in fact, uh, consultants, 
then you may have a contract with them. Uh, hopefully you do. Uh, you really yeah. should. That stipulates what happens in the event that you want to terminate the relationship, how much notice you have to give them, etc. I mean, uh, that, that's that's key. Uh, and right. what I would do in that situation is, first of all, f figure out what you want to do with the customers or the accounts that they're servicing, who's going to take them over. So have the, the process in place before you even talk to these individuals uh, and then approach them and, and I'm, I'm giving you notice and then do what you need to do. You may want to let them go immediately and, and pay them out if you uh, if they're owed some notice uh, right. and then take over the accounts or you may want to impose on them obligations to transition uh, those accounts as long as you supervise them and make sure that they do it. So there's those are the ways, but you have to always look after the clients, the customers, the accounts first. Make sure you know what you want to do with them right. because otherwise you may have these consultants leaving with, with your business. Yeah, so. Exactly. So have that approach. Know who's going to contact the, these clients. Make sure that you contact them rather than the salesperson, uh, etc. And uh, and and always whatever communications you have with them, make sure it's in writing. Gotcha. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. Uh, moving forward, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is a number. Hey, Joe. Good evening. Good evening. How are you doing? Good. What's going on with you? Not much. Not much. I have a female friend who was on contract, and the contract ended. And um, now they, they offer her a full-time job, but she's, she doesn't want to take it because the money's not there. What, uh, what does she have to do, or is she on contract still, or is she full-time? Okay, so, so she was on contract, and the contract ended. Did she sign a document that says you only work for a certain period of time? I uh, don't remember if she did, if she said so or not. But the contract worked. She went to an agent, agency. Yes. And then the contract is over. It was four or five months. So now she's still on contract because the full-time job, money or salary they're giving her is not is not enough for her. Okay. So so here's how this this uh, works. Uh, ultimately, if she was hired for a specific period of time, let's say if she was hired for four or five months, and, and there's a document that says that then that ends, and beyond that, it's up to her and the company to agree to different terms. And if they can't agree, then she moves on, and they don't owe her anything. On right. the other hand, if they simply decided, from moving forward, we don't want to have the same deal, we want to have a different deal with you, if they just kind of came out of the blue and said that, then she doesn't have to take that deal, and she can leave and get severance. So the question really for me is whether or not there was a, an agreement right at the beginning that she's going to work for a fixed period of time. If right. there's such an agreement, she's not owed anything. If there isn't such an agreement, if it was open-ended how long she's going to work, yeah, she may be owed severance. So the right. best advice, Joe, have her give me a call. Let me talk to her. Let me find out exactly what the terms were of her uh, employment. And on that basis, I can tell her what she's owed. Okay, but no, she's still working. She's still a, she, likes, mm -hmm. she likes the job. Okay. But the salary, what they're offering her is not, is not uh, good. Well, she doesn't have to take a change to her compensation ever if, they, if it's a reduction. Uh, right. and, and if she doesn't take it, they can either back off or they can let her go, in which case she is owed severance. Either way, okay. have her give me a call, Joe. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye Thank bye. you. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. one 821 5900 is the number. Help at employmenthour.com. Uh, Mary, good evening. Hi, Mary. Hi, there. Hi, Hi what's there. going on? Hi. Uh, I I worked for uh, income tax seasons coming up, and every year I work as a receptionist and sometimes as a tax preparer. Right. 
when I go to work, I don't expect to get anything when I'm finished because it's seasonal work and I know that it's going to finish. Um, am I correct? So if, if you think, know I don't right expect off, anything. Right. If you know that you're going to be hired for, I don't know, let's say March till May as an example, uh, then and, and that's what you do, then no, come May, you're you're not owed anything. But here's the thing. Correct. If every year you do this, every year you come there and you work for the few months over tax seasons, if at one point the, the your, your employer says, well, this year we don't need you back. This year we decided we, uh, we're not going to have you back. Well, at that point, yes, you would be owed severance because at that point they would have ended the relationship. So uh, if it's consistent, if every year you go and you know you're going, once they stop that, then you, you absolutely could be owed severance, but you don't necessarily get severance at the end of the season because that's the nature of your job. It's, a, it's by nature a seasonal job. So if I only work one year? No, if you work one season. next year? No, if you work one season, that's not enough because you haven't created this, this relationship. So, you know, if you had worked for, for at least a couple of years, two or three years, and then they decided we don't want you co- coming back for year four, let's say, then at that right. point, no, they can't do that. No. Uh, okay. But if it's if you only worked one season, unless there was an agreement that you'd come back, uh, no, they don't have to bring you back. Yeah, no, we have no agreements. We just either go or we don't. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. Appreciate that call. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, one 225 talk That's the toll-free number uh, to get a hold of here until about uh, 10 minutes to 8 o'clock. Uh, Kevin, hey, pal. How are you? Hi there. How are you? Good. Good. What's uh, what's happening with you? So, not not to me, to my daughter, and I'm trying to be supportive, and I just don't mm-hmm. want to give bad advice. So far, my advice was called the labor board, but... Uh, sure. She went into her full-time permanent job today. She's worked there for about two years. And boss called everybody to the table and said, uh, bad news, there's no money in the bank. Our line of credit's dry, and there's no money to make payroll tomorrow. Uh, sorry, guys. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that, that's, a, that's a huge problem because you don't need to be a lawyer to say that that's illegal. You have to pay your employees. But, but there's, a, there's a reality here that has nothing to do with the law. And that is, you can't get blood from a stone. If there isn't any money, then I can tell you it's illegal, and I can tell you they owe all kinds of money, but there has to be somewhere to pay the money from. So I, I, I always struggle in the situations where the company legitimately doesn't have money. I mean, obviously, I don't know if it's legitimate here or not, but if it is legitimate, I can tell you, yeah, I can take legal action and, and, and get you the money, or, or the labor board can get her the money, but there still needs to be somewhere for, for the money to come from. So I, I would say to you is that uh, your daughter obviously shouldn't work for free, and until and unless she knows that they'll pay her uh, she shouldn't be working, and in the meantime, if she does feel that this is kind of nonsense, if, if that that they're hiding money or they're just being cheap, uh, but they have money, then yeah, either the labor board or myself can help her. It's a question simply of whether or not there is money to pay. Right. Okay. So I got it. Can't get blood from a stone. Literally but, not. So she, even though the boss is saying, "Come to work tomorrow, maybe we'll pay you next week," she absolutely should not. Well, no, I, I, that's the most basic thing in an employment relationship. I come to work, you pay me. So, right. no, I, I, there's no such thing as if you come, maybe I'll be able to pay you. No. Okay. It, it, I mean, she can do it, of course, but I think that would be wrong. And, and my advice to her would be, no, don't do that unless you know you'll get paid. 
And in fact, she shouldn't even work until she's gotten paid for the time that he owes her. Right. Okay. Good. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate your call. We'll move on to uh, AJ. Hey, AJ. How's it going, guys? Good, pal. What's up? Uh, Well, I got a question. Um, I signed a contract with a company that I had been a subcontract for on and off about 10 years, and they had put me through uh, trade school and bring me on as a full-time employee. Now, they did bring me on as a full-time employee for about a month and a half, and then after that, the uh, mill rights I was to apprentice under uh, quit the company, and they were just kind of like, oh, well, you know, sorry, uh, just the trade school thing's off the table. Now, I'm just wondering, because I did sign a contract that they would do this, um, I've kind of been left in the dust, and I'm wondering if there's anything I can do about that. Well, you know, very, very important that this comes down to the contract. If you sign a contract that obligates them to do certain things, they have to do those certain things. Now, right. I'd have to see the contract because the contract may have exemptions or exceptions. Uh, so obviously, I can't speak to that without seeing it. But if, in fact, this says, you know, uh, our obligation or we will pay for trade school, yeah, they have to do it. Uh, and if they don't, then you, we can we can absolutely make them do it. And it could be as simple as sending them a letter. So right. what I would want, AJ, is I'd want to see that contract. So okay. John is going to give you my contact information. Why don't you email me, fax me, whatever it is, get me a copy of that agreement. I, I can look at it and take me a couple of minutes to tell you whether or not we're in business or not. Uh, so let's start with that. That would be fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you, thank you, AJ. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And help at employmenthour dot com. Get that contact happening. Hey, Joe. Good evening. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, good. Fantastic, fantastic listening to you guys. Just a wealth of knowledge here. Uh, there's one question I want to ask that I guess, to the best of my knowledge, has never been asked: is uh, how does how does Lior get compensated? Like, is it mm-hmm. based on a percentage of the severance, the complexity of the work? Like, I would assume, like, like most services, the initial consultation, I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, would, would probably be no fee. But how does it all play in? Is it a, a flat fee? Is it by the hour? Maybe if you can uh, opine on that. Absolutely. Great question, Joe. And by definition, a lot of my clients don't have a lot of money because they just lost their job or, or, or they're in danger of losing their job. So it, it would be silly in most cases for me to say, well, you need to pay me X amount of money up front. Uh, most people can't do that. So the way we operate uh, in most cases is, is on a contingency, on a percentage basis. If we're able to be successful, we take a, a percentage of, of whatever we uh, recover. Uh, and beyond that, we also try to negotiate compensation for legal fees back from the company which happens in the vast majority of cases. Uh, we also give other options for people that don't want that, like uh, either a flat fee or a deferred fee. So there's a number of options, uh, but most of our clients prefer the contingency because they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to get a bill monthly. So And, and it puts us and our clients on the same same in the same situation you know we're both motivated to try to resolve it on the best terms possible now, now when you say it's a it's a percentage is it a, a set percentage or is it based on the complexity for example you know it could be 20 percent if you have to do this but yes. if it gets to, if it gets to be potentially i don't know if this is ever happening, it is based on the case yeah it is based on the case, and it's also based on how quickly we can resolve it. Because if I can resolve it within three days, I'm not going to charge someone 30%. That would be ridiculous. You know what I mean? So it, it does. we do have various options. Uh, we try to be as fair as possible and make sure that, that people get to keep their money. You know what I mean? We'll see if we can squeeze uh, Joseph here on the line. Hey, Joe, how are you? I'm okay. How are you today? 
Okay, what's uh, what's your concern? Uh, my question, I've been last, you know, almost 15 years, I've been working in the bar, you know, on the weekends. And just, you know, a few hours there. Mm-hmm. If the, the restaurant owned me any servants, you know, for that time when I've been working. And I left, I left them like, you know, six, eight months ago. So you left, you quit the job? Yes. Okay, so what's the question then? If they owe me any servants. So if you quit, uh, Joseph, then they don't owe you any severance. If they let you go, then yes, they would. So if you were decided that you don't want to work there anymore, then no, they don't owe you anything. Okay, okay. So it, it's good because this was my question. I left them, yeah. So this, uh, okay. Thanks, Joseph. Makes sense. Thanks, Joe. Okay. We'll see if we got uh, one minute here, Vincent. You got one minute. What do you think? Okay. I was working at this company for about two years. Yep. Full time. January 1st, went and I got a letter that job is terminated. I put it on to the agency. So Monday, Friday, I had an accident with the forklift. So when I went in Monday, they said, okay, Vincent, get out of here. But the, the letter stated if, we, if I had stayed until March mm-hmm. 23rd, I would have gotten 1500 bucks. Well, you, you, Vincent, you probably owed a lot more than fifteen hundred bucks. Unless, if you got into an accident, unless you did it on purpose, you're going to be owed severance. If you worked for a couple of years, it could be three, four, five months of pay. So, because we don't have more time to get into it, what I want you to do as soon as possible is call me at the office. I'm going to John is going to give you the number uh, now, uh, and let's talk about this in more detail. You could be owed several months' pay. We are done for another night back in the weekend. And, of course, you'll catch Employment Hour and 30 on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. on Global TV. Lior's number, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com. And always, you can check out severancepaycalculator.com to find out what you're really owed. Till next time, the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio.